Yeah. <laughs> what is that? You tried to make a note. You Court is in session. Verdict is in. No appeal on the docket today. Just my own sin. Did you love the search for the perfect rental on a Friday night? Finally settling on something you would someday regret until, like us, you do a podcast about movies, because that's what we did. Welcome to Mike and Anthony Soda Pop Culture Club. Me, Mike, along with my co-host, Anthony. That's her birthday. Get her a Pepsi. (laughs) Bring our take on a classic movie every Monday from the 80s, 90s, and beyond, during which we will play the game and open up a six-pack of favorite scenes. We'll also point out a couple of generic scenes as well. At the end of the movie, we'll rate the movie 1 to 24 cans. One can is a four-spice steak, and 24 cans is a hot (laughs) fudge sundae. Mmm, that's good, isn't it? little (laughs) four-spice makes everything nice. Yeah. (laughs) But before we get to all that, we want to let you know that we have a website. It's a wonderful place, sodapopcultureclub.com, where you can make your own movie suggestions. So if you want to guarantee we do your movie, all you have to do is put it in the portal there, make a donation of $25 using Venmo or PayPal, and our name is at Soda Pop Culture Club with these things. So don't forget to make sure you say what it is for. you got to let us know the movie when you make this donation, because if you don't, we just take your money. Yeah, we'll just do that. And we'll pretend that you picked whatever we picked. <laughs> such shenanigans. What was that? Shena- yeah, we're, shenanigans. we're up to shenanigans. We're up to shenanigans. We also strongly encourage you to email us on the side to giving us a little story as to why you requested that. If it's special to you, something in your heart, you know, at Mike and Anthony, Soda, Mike and Anthony at SodaPopCultureClub.com is where you would send that. And if you want to support our show without a movie request, it's easy. Just hit the merch link on our website and you can... Buy shit. Buy, right? buy some shit. Buy some shit. That's the best way other than just giving us money to do a movie for you. If you want to say, hey, we appreciate you, buy some shit. Buy a fanny pack or something. Oh, that's the fanny pack, fun. that's huge. You I gotta tell one, you guys, right? yes, absolutely. Are you kidding me? It's where you put your things. Your things. Your things. Your things. It's where you put your things. Yeah. I got like it. a satchel for your waist. <laughs> okay. It's where you put your things. I got a couple more things. Don't forget to share the show with your friends. Check out our Instagram at Mike and Anthony, where we post, like we said before, these thirst traps of Anthony. They're they're pretty hot. We also have the Twitch channel that he's right. I haven't been doing it enough, but I will. I promise. So hold out. And when you see, if you subscribe and you see me go live, you know it's time. So be there. So that's be Tuesday nights when we do that. Uh, plus, we need you to go to Apple Podcasts. You know, leave us a five star review, a comment, because that would be super awesome. It helps the show grow on that particular platform because they know no other way to make that happen. So, Anthony, what are we doing this week? Oh, I have been waiting for this one. All right. 
Breakdown by the Numbers. Directed by Rob McKittrick. Starring Ryan Reynolds, Justin Long, Anna Ferris, Elena Ubach. If I said that right, I hope so. If I butcher these, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to. Dane Cook, Luis Guzman, Vanessa Lenges, David Kocher, John Francis Daly from Freaks and Geeks. And Bones. Andy Milonakis, Rob Benedict, Caitlin Doubleday, Max Cash, Jordan Ladd, and Melissa Alonzo as Stunt Bush. <laughs> Waiting was released on October 7th, 2005, taking an 18.6 million at the box office against a $3 million budget. It scores 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb and 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. All right. There we go. Okay. I'm just going to leave that there and I'm going to play the trailer. Hey there, Natasha. How's my favorite minor doing today? I'm only a minor for another week. Good answer. There's a time in life hey man, what's going on? when you almost have it all figured out. Did I just wake up and realize I'm a loser? Yeah, man. I want to be a teacher, you know, or an electrical engineer, you know, anything. Hey, could you put down the ice pick? But until then, all you can do is wait. Everybody get funky. Is everything prepared okay? How about some dessert? How would you like your steak prepared? The five-second rule, the five-second rule. Two, three. <laughs> Most of the guys that work here like to play this little game. You yeah. know the object, right? I mean, like, have the other guy look at your neck. Ah! No girl would ever play that game. Why not? Because of this! Oh! Ah! Oh, God! It's so angry! This fall. All right, men. Zero hour is upon us. Let us seize the day! Yeah. Oh, welcome to Thunderdome. Serve it up. You enjoyed having sex with me. Once we got past foreplay, you turned into the little engine that couldn't... Oh, what the... Dish it out. You don't get out front and start doing some work, I'm gonna fire you faster than you can say yo MTV raps. But never... This steak is medium rare. How hard is your job? Send it back. I'm gonna get this fixed for you right away. Let's go time. The first thing we do is we add a little extra gravy to the mashed potato. Oh, God. Followed by a little garlic salt. Oh, me. Lionsgate Films presents a comedy about an eight-hour day. We are not having sex in the bathroom. Come on. Okay. <laughs> and a lifetime of memories. We need birthday singer. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Waiting. I hope you enjoyed everything. I know I did. Can I point out one thing in that preview? Yes. That it said in an eight-hour workday. Ah, slight twist. Calvin worked a double. Yeah, he worked like... Well, they all... But he worked at the same time they all did. So how did he work a double... Because he had to take up the other girl's shift that he wanted to date, but didn't really want to date him because she was but ghosting him. They all came at the same time. So how did he work a no, double? As compared Calvin to- worked a double. Do you think he's a part-timer and he worked two, four all hours? All I'm saying is the whole thing about that was he was working a double because of that girl. I guess. I, I don't so, know. It, I'm gonna t- I got to say right now, too. I'm not going to throw all these out right now. 
This movie is so full of six packs and generics. It's not even funny. Yeah, we. Yeah, I. I, I could, it's like, a minefield. Oh my God, throw darts at a board for this. <laughs> Holy shit, people! This is gonna get. It's gonna get rough. I'm sure. So, yeah. so hold on. But before we gets rough, I'm thinking we need to play the game. Game time. Get do something fun here. Let me All make right. sure I hit the right music too. Yes, that is the correct music, and we are playing the game, and you know what the game is. The game is where I read three reviews. One of them is fake that I made up. Anthony has to guess which one is the fake review. You, too, can play along and see if I can fake you out. And if this is where you end the podcast... I understand. This is probably the most fun part yeah. of it. So <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that. I agree. <laughs> if you t- I play the game and I check out, motherfucker. <laughs> that's what Done. it is. Done. And because of that, I'm going to play I'm gonna play our new sound effect for that. Uh, uh, uh. Yes. More cowbell. <laughs> we gave it more cowbell for you. All right. So at least you get to hear that because if I play it later, you won't get to hear it. Hey, all right. I'm going to give a quick plug first. Yeah, go ahead. Anybody... If you have just tuned in to our podcast, if this is your first episode, I do encourage you, if this is where you're starting out, listen to our very last podcast on Toy Story. Yeah. Mike loves that one. And I got to say, it's actually pretty darn good. You did listen? I feel like we actually became podcasters on that one. For at least for one episode. It's really good, though. It is good. It is good. For one episode, we sound like we knew our shit. Um, so are you ready for this? No, but let's go. All right. Carl Reed of the movie I don't know how to feel about this movie until I know how much of this really happens. Nick Shager of slant magazine waiting serves up a stale dish of dim witted drivel. Harvey Carton of CompuServe tasteless and funny. That's a compliment. That's the rest of the story. I, I feel like Walter totally, Cronkite. This is totally wrong. I'm sure it is. But I'm going to guess the first one. Why is it? Is that right or not? I'm not telling you if it's right. I have to ask you I'm why. Tell you. And it's a total reach. But as soon as you said Carl Reed, I just had my head Carl C and then Reed made me think of Creed. I'm like, that's <laughs> you're a fucking idiot, but you're right. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes! Do you know who, Carl, who Carl Reed is? Um, I know Carl Winslow. He's the janitor on Breakfast Club. Yes. Oh, Carl. I thought you were going to say Carl on yes. Breakfast Club. And I was Carl. like, you no. nailed it. I, I nailed it for a different reason. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes. <laughs> Man. I mean, wait. Wait, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? You tried to make a note. You Court is in session. Verdict is in. No appeal on the docket today. Just my own sin. What the fuck is that? Should have been dead on a Sunday morning. Oh, banging in my head. <laughs> no time warning. Ain't no, got stop. no time. You're going to scare away every listener we've ever had. You know what? That will do it for sure. 
<laughs> Should have been dead <laughs> on a Sunday morning. Oh, don't, man. Don't get me to do it again because I'll keep going. All right. Are we ready for this? <laughs> yes. I'm just going to say, this movie, and before we get into this, I don't have a lot of facts on it, I don't think. But But before we get started, this movie is not very linear. And what I mean by that, the plot is so thin. Mm-hmm. And it's more about a bunch, like you said, of potholes to get us through the most thin plot there is. Well, you know what? I I, I, I kind of disagree with that. Okay, well, then I'll just go, and then I mean, we'll see no, what happens. Wait, wait, hold on. Let me throw this out. Have you ever worked in a restaurant? I have worked in fast food or fast service, not restaurant like that. But not like that. Okay. so well, I've I, prepared food, and I've on. taken care of customers. Maybe I'm stretching here, but... I don't know that I am. I got to say, we'll talk about this as far as how the movie progresses and everything. But you do see a lot of quote unquote shenanigans. But you also do see that if you've ever worked in a restaurant, this is fairly true to life. I don't want to hear that right now. We're not there yet. But listen, (laughs) we're not there. Hold on. Let me just say, I do love the fact that if you really want to go there and like, think about it, it's called waiting. I get it. You know, that's kind of like, that's the movie. These are people waiting to find out what they want to do or just waiting. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm trying to find some deep meaning in this. Maybe I'm going Uh, existential, but I'm just saying like, okay, uh, (laughs) there's, there's some truth there. You're going non-essential. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? Go ahead. Dean has been a waiter at a restaurant called Shenanigans for four years since graduating from high school and has not earned a degree during his four years at community college. When Dean learns from his mother that a former high school classmate, Chet, now has a bachelor's degree in electrical engineering, he begins to rethink his directionless life. So, yes, this is the impetus for how it starts. But really... Mm -hmm. This movie, to me, isn't about this as much, only with this character. Right. Like, yeah. But I do have some notes here. Like, I don't know. Do you want, do you want me to go you over it? me a fact? No, a fact? my notes. Are you okay. really looking at the fucking notes? Yeah, I see it. Okay, okay. <laughs> but my thing is, it's like, uh, like I say, cry me a river if you try to measure yourself against others because you're doomed to failure. His problem is that he's too idealistic. Like there's some reason he's had to figure his whole life out at that time. That doesn't how life fucking works. Life's happening right now while you're doing it. It's already been figured out for you. You're just not doing anything with it. That's all. Like, yeah. I hate that. Like reality is most people don't figure it out and they're crushed by, what did I say? This squashed by the yoke of reality that, that you carry around this burden that you're never going to be what you thought you were at that age. So get the fuck over it and go out and earn some money and maybe try to live an existence that can make you somewhat happy. That is it. This wow. is it. Because life is messy. It's random. It's not always fair. Get the fuck over yourself. Not everybody okay. is a shiny little rainbow with the trophy and yeah. gets to gets to live the dream. Hold on. That's you're, what Dean's pissing, about, pissing in his yeah, about. Listen, you're speaking as a 40-something-year-old person. You're right. A, not a, as an experienced person. Fucking barely preteen. Working in a restaurant. That's different. When you're at that age in college, just out of college, yeah, you are looking at your peers and what they're doing, what they've done. You do use that as a benchmark. 
I don't. Until you realize, fuck it, it sucks. If you benchmark yourself to your peers, you will always be a failure because there's always somebody who achieved more than you. Or achieved something you want. Or you have something. That's how it is. You're a waiter at a restaurant. The same fucking douchebag that took all the smarty smart classes that you took. And you were probably smarter than him. It kind of appears that way. (laughs) And you're like, well, shit. I mean, I can, I know you're lactose intolerant and I can memorize your fucking steak orders. So Mr. Underachiever, do you have this problem too? Do you have in your life where you look at other people that you had more of whatever it is, but you're less than because they achieve something more than you? No. Hold on. I'll tell you a story. You have a lot of fucking stories. I do. I do. So right out of college. (laughs) um, So I went to college. No, I was a communications media theater arts major. Okay. And you don't produce this fucking show? I wanted to do radio. Fuck so I did, you. I did radio as an internship. I did it at the radio station. <laughs> college as well. So I get uh, the um, local radio station I interned at. They offered yeah. me a job out of college. Sweet. $16,000 a year. That's shit. No shit. It's shit. Um, let me but that's tell how you, you earn your dues whoa, 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 hold on. Not at that fucking radio station. And then you get paid to do but, like spot, like go to places. They but here's that money. the thing. Here. When you have your potential employer explaining to you that, you know, you really don't need a car in this town. You can walk anywhere. As to why <laughs> you should take $16,000 a year as your salary. They should syndicate. That's a no-go. So- I will say, then I got, you know, I went to some job fairs. I got lured into working for an insurance company. Ooh. And they, oh, but here's the thing. Here's here's where they did that. They took you out to dinner. They took me oh. to, to a Tigers game. And I was a Tigers fan, too. Yeah. They, I, they, they took me to a Tigers <laughs> game. Then we went to fucking Windsor. And they loosened you up so they could fuck they you. They did. They loosened you up. They moved it so they could stick it in. So, but there's a thing, just like anything else, you get so influenced and you see, oh, whoa, look at what these people are doing. I want to do that. And that's the thing. And you're young and impressionable. At that age, you are so impressionable. And, you know, so this is kind of Dean here, even though now he's got, <laughs> this is not, hey, you can make a million dollars and go to Windsor with us. This is, you could be the assistant manager. Which, yeah. But the beauty of this is you tell people things and they have to do it. And if they don't, they get in trouble. <laughs> you you know, I I just think he's kind of a, a bitch. Personally, still do. And you got to remember, I'd be this way with my kid if if I heard that same stupid idealism of trying to, you know, you can't because you can't figure everything out. You know, you you might fail at the first thing you try. And you got to understand that it may take you 20 years to be whatever it is or 30 years, or you may never get to where you thought you'd be. But if you can be happy or find some life that is reasonable, it's okay. Um, And I, have you ever seen the sequel to this? No, because why would anyone watch the sequel to this? I'm going to tell you right now. Um, What is it? Hose and toes. I don't know what the fuck that would be about. Let me just say you should watch the sequel to this. Is there less pedophilia? Um, you should watch it at least towards the end 
because Dean comes back. Okay. And that scene alone is money. Okay. Everything we're going to talk about here, when you see what happens to Dean, it's awesome. Okay, so I'll I'll watch the the thing, you know. I'm down with that. I'll watch it. I can do do a revisit on this after you watch that, I think. (laughs) Well, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) So, but yeah, that's my thoughts on Dean. And that's the impetus for this whole movie, it seems. And then everything else is kind of like in his orbit. So let's let you uh, go ahead and read the next section here. All right. So Dean's roommate and co-worker, Monty, is in exactly the same situation, kind of. But has accepted that his failure lies or his his future future lies with the restaurant. (laughs) He's there. He's done. Monty is put in charge of training Mitch. A newly hired waiter who is constantly interrupted throughout most of the film before he can finally speak, usually by Monty. Also working with Dean is Calvin, a hopeless romantic who cannot urinate in public ever, which we all can understand that, right? Can you? What do you mean in public? Like, I can't do it like out in the middle of the town square. Like but with people around. Well, if I'm not in a restroom situation with a stall or a urinal, you're correct can't do in a trough anyways i can't do it a trough no 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 trough that's some fucked up yeah. shit yeah i know county it's, fair trough 1978 to 1988 that's yeah wrong. anybody wants to cross the streams no ghostbusters no. is done all right so anyway also dan the uptight manager who is grooming dean as his protege rounding out the staff are 17 year old hostess natasha abrasive waitress naomi waitress and monty's ex-girlfriend serena Dean's girlfriend and fellow waitress Amy, stoner busboys Nick and T Dog, head chef Radimus, the insane, unsanitary chef Floyd, lesbian bartender Tyla, and the pensive and philosophical dishwasher Bishop. This is a fucking cast right here. This is everything you need to work in a restaurant right here. And this is why we're not. I'm gonna, and this is one of the things I'm, I'm going to go into a couple facts here in a moment. But the, one of the things, the reasons I, I don't think we can do this movie real linear, like yeah, we normally do. We like can. we'll go through. We'll so see. we're going to just kind of talk about these people and, and maybe talk. About, too, so, all right. What was that? I've got some stories here too. Okay, but first, before we get on, I got a couple facts. There are many similarities between the characters Monty and Mitch, and the characters Chris Knight and Mitch Taylor. And Real Genius from 1985, thanks to thanks is given in the credits to the director of Real Genius, Martha Coolidge. So that's actually so if you feel those two characters have that same relationship that uh, Val Kilmer had with that other guy, that is because it was intentional. I don't know if you ever have you ever seen Real Genius? A long time ago. It's you know, like, can you hammer a six hammer a six inch spike through a two by four with your penis? I'd have to watch it again. Okay, (laughs) yes, I could. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I could. And he's like, he's like, we'll hammer later. <laughs> and an original <laughs> incarnation of the script, Calvin was the character who couldn't piss. And Brian was a character who couldn't get the girl. The parts were combined at the last minute. And basically, they made one character out of it. So, yeah, that's called cutting payroll. That's what we call that. Yeah, exactly. The waiters preoccupy themselves with endless gossip, complaining about the customers seeking covert revenge on particularly rude or annoying patrons and playing a special kind of game which involves flashing genitalia at a fellow co-worker. 
<laughs> or a fellow worker, pardon me. Each employee has her, his or her own problems and stories, which are interwoven with the ebb and flow of business. So that's like the really paragraph take for about, what is it? An hour of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there you go. So I got to say it's, so it's funny. Uh, now watching this again, having worked in a restaurant. Yeah. And I said, this is a lot of this is true to life. It really is. And that's why I love this movie because it's funny. It's raunch funny given. But, Do you know who created it? The creators of American Pie. Yeah. And it makes complete sense because they get it. Yeah. This is not like this is shit that happens. I um, get it. This is maybe all in one in one night. It's kind of like the funny thing about this is you you watch waiting and you see all the shit going on in like one shift or two if you're Calvin. Um, but this is like you work in a restaurant for a couple months, you're gonna see all of this pretty much. Most There's no way. Most, My daughter says she didn't see ah, all of this. She she doesn't work in a restaurant. She works at a fast food restaurant. That's a little bit different. No, she works at Texas Roadhouse. Okay, she has not worked there that long though. Wow, months, like months and months. Well, then she's lying. No, okay. she says that the they're a little well, bit different at Texas yeah, Roadhouse. She's also worked there during and towards the end of COVID. So it's a little bit different. This isn't a fucking free for all. Okay. Okay. This is also not back in the aughts. And uh, toxic back masculinity. In the 90s, yes, this is when I worked in a restaurant. I'm going to tell you, not even that. I'm saying all the crazy bullshit that goes on. I will say the one thing, which uh, I don't know if what's her name qualifies as this, but the one thing I think this was missing because it really, I, I, I swear to God, I have seen these personality types and these different. Okay, we're going to go over them. But the one thing I think was missing was the c- career waitress. And I yeah, although if, I think okay, if you're going to mm-hmm. ask me, the person who fits that description, yes. is Naomi. I would say so, and I will tell you also, I do remember a waitress that did not not that she flashed her shit like she was Sharon Stone everywhere at the end, but did was like that very very territorial about how you scheduled the floor and. Because this is her money every day, which I do get, but also being a very Naomi big, is that way, very big bitch about it. Mm-hmm. Because it was like fuck everybody else, you give me this. Th- that is Naomi. She so. is. She is the. She is that career person, but she also has a a, a mean streak. Um, now you're talking about you know when she you talk about how uh, she flashed her junk, mm-hmm. which really that wasn't her, that was a actual ridiculous merkin. That they well, borrowed from something else. That they borrowed from another movie. That wasn't her. That's what the facts said. Um, I don't have it in here, though, so it's not a verified No, fact. this was Melissa Alonzo as Stuntbush, according to the credits. But the bush itself not, not is be, a merkin. Not to be confused with Melissa Alano. <laughs> Melissa Alonzo, Stuntbush. <laughs> Stuntbush? But no, Naomi, she's high strung. I mean, she's one of those people that she goes off the floor and she's nonstop. There's a problem with everything. And then once she turns that corner, hi, hi. how you doing? Hi. She can turn it on and off. She is the, the professional that way. Um, all the others, I think, tend to carry their same attitude. It, 
forward and backward. No, it it is funny though, because I do remember that. And you, you know, if you ever work in a restaurant, like there are people that do that and that can't, and you see, and I mean, just going to a restaurant, you can tell people come out. They're super nice. You're like, Oh God, you gotta be on Prozac. Yeah, because no, it's you everyone be like, has problems. Popping it up and sniffing it back in the, <laughs> you know, in, in the kitchen, and then you come, you get people that are like, they're gonna let their day overtake whatever. They're they don't give a fuck about their job. They're gonna be like, I'm pissed. My boyfriend lost his snake at the house. <laughs> oh wow! Fuck you. What do you want? Can I stir <laughs> you off with a salad? What's you know. worse in this movie is the customers or is it because uh, because we have a few interesting customers. Um, we have the bitchy lady, obviously. We have, have Apple customers throughout. Yeah. Like, the the redneck. Whole... Um, you have the yeah. the visitors. I wouldn't call them foreigners. That's kind of rude. Well, yes, they I'm are from a them, foreign. Hey, guess what? I'm going to call them foreigners. I'm not going to be. I don't care if it's rude because they're making fun of Americans. But yeah, I will say that they kind of softened that scene by doing that, but, but they didn't know whether they did or not at the beginning. And those, and they kind of were dicks to them. It's like they had a little xenophobia about people from other countries. Then they don't tip. No, it's hold on. And that's why I said they softened it because by letting us in on what they know, but you wouldn't know if you didn't understand the language. No, 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 no. It's, uh, I don't think they have a phobia about it. I think it's more, I hate fucking foreigners. No, they no, no. say it in the movie. No, Naomi does. Naomi's a bitch. We already know this. I hate okay. fucking foreigners. But was it Amy? Amy. Or it was Dean's like, oh, girlfriend. Really? You sent me there? Set them with me? But no, this is just past experience. Now, I'm not going to say it like, you know, it's it's past experience of what you deal with as a waitress, knowing that there's going to be a barrier. It's going to be an issue. That's all. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying when you're dealing with that and you know that it's going to be a tough table. Okay. So you know, do you that. think, do you think she'd have rather had the redneck couple? Um, uh, they well, speak neither, English. Hey, neither one of them and tipped. put ketchup on their neither, fucking steak. I, I would. Cause you know what? The foreigners didn't tip the redneck couple tip. What? <laughs> what was now, that? A dollar sixty three or something like that. Dollar ninety one or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, now here's the thing. Uh, you know, we'll get into Dean here, but I want to get into that situation of a tip. Do you have the right to refuse a tip as a server? Yeah, because I think you should have the right to say no. Do you want. I don't want your money. Your ass, take it. You they can't you force you to take their money. Like when he gave that change back, he should have taken it. Now he was a little bit of a dick about it. He was a big dick about it because the table was a dick. But but at the same time, he has the right not to take the money. That's why I always thought I, when I saw that, I'm like, he didn't have to take that money. Fuck him. So you know what I gotta say? Here's one thing, and it does happen. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but as a server, mm-hmm. you do stereotype. Oh yeah, without I a know. doubt, you absolutely do because you have a pretty good idea. Who's going to tip? Who's going to be a pain in the ass? Yeah. Who's going to run you ragged and leave you a fucking quarter tip? Yeah, me. Like, you get that. Yeah, you, because you're a dick. But you, you know, but that's the thing. And, you know, you, when you're waiting on people and you every day, 
constant interaction. You get a good idea of what your assumption. I know. So it's funny because servers will stereotype big time. They do. They do. And I they will be. You will be surprised at times. Sometimes you're gonna be pleasantly surprised. Sometimes not. Sometimes you're gonna have people that are like, "Oh, they're gonna tip well," because you know they come in all you know dressed up, swanky. And shit. And they fucking, oh, no, shit. They just came from church. They ain't going to tip you shit. They left you that $20 fine Jesus fake $20 bill. This yeah. isn't a tip, but Fuck this is your salvation on the Fuck other this. side. Fuck those people. <laughs> Double fisted in the ass. Double fuck you. You're going to be like Amy and what Monty said. You've taken more than a couple yes. more than a finger. <laughs> I will say churchgoers that are assholes, fuck you. Don't go to church because you're a dick. Yeah, well, if they do that, like those, those that does happen. People do leave that shit all the time. So many people that go to church and then go out to eat and are complete assholes. You don't belong in church because you're a fucking prick. You belong in hell. Yeah, say that. Well, you know, church doesn't make you a good person, as I always say. Let's talk about some of the other people. Calvin, we kind of talked about him. He can't pee in public. No, he's kind of a bitch with this girl that he thinks he has a relationship with. Yeah. which to me is crazy. I don't know that I like he's in that friend zone. I think that's what it is. And, and he's in the over care. Ike cares too much zone. You know, it's kind of funny. Um, Ryan Reynolds in just friends. He's kind of him in just friends. Like the beginning of it in the friend zone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In the beginning in most of it. Yeah. 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 He, he is that guy. And, and you know, at least he does have some growth in this movie. Like, he's one of the few people that grow as a human. Again, you got to see part two. Well, I know, but I Calvin, don't I Calvin, don't judge this on that movie because I, I watch know. it as it is. Calvin turns into a bitch slapping pimp, basically. I'm sure he does. He's pulling some ass. <laughs> well, you know, now that he can pee in public again. Yeah. I mean, you know. Now, I want to talk about some people uh, that, let's see. Do I have this as a generic? No, I, I don't. Dane Cook's character. Yes. Forget his fucking name, but I hate him. Welcome I to hate Dane Cook with the pa- I hate Dane Cook's comedy. I think he's not funny. Really? I hate the fucking Hot Pocket thing. So when I, I see him, I it like really Dane annoys Cook. me typically. I don't love him, but I like him. I feel that he was a product of this time period, this toxic masculinity of bullshit. Um, and I, that's why he's not really big now, because what he does does not age well. That's yeah. really what it is. I mean, okay. he had a moment. I mean, he had employee of the month and that was it. Yeah. That was it. And that was okay movie. That I'll give you movie. that. I'm just saying. Yeah. I like Dane Cook. I didn't love him. Not my, not my. He was never like, oh God, he's so funny. I do like him in this though. But there is a fact about him on this movie. Mm-hmm. He had no lines written for him. Everything he does is ad-libbed. Well, that's good then. That is impressive in the sense that he doesn't need lines. Carpe these but... nuts. Yes, that's it, you know that's just the the coup de gras of lines. I don't think that anybody's ever said that. That's quite the way he does. God, I can't wait to quit this job. <laughs> that's another line. <laughs> that, I, yeah, that's good. It's good. The five second rule almost became the, the ten, ten second, second rule. rule. <laughs> and then the the tongs with the top th- the tongue. <laughs> yeah, he's doing the whole tongue. Yeah, he's he is a. He, you know what though? 
I'm guessing he is what one of those people might be like, toxically male, probably rude to the women. At a restaurant? Like, yeah. Yes. I, I could see that being a thing. So yeah, that's his character's like that. Radimus, let's talk about him. Another one of the the chef. Yeah. Um he's a troubling character for me. I want to like him. Really? But you don't? I want to, because I like that actor. But how can I like that guy? He's showing his oh, dick around. I'm sorry, Radimus. I'm sorry. So sorry. I was thinking, never mind. Okay. Radimus, he's rude to his girlfriend. Yes. Makes him no, jerk him off in the most inappropriate places. <laughs> but you try to get me to jerk, jerk you off. At That's at the movie theater. And then he goes to his uncle's jerk funeral. You, yeah. But you try to get me to jerk you off. Yes, that's right. Then later on, when they try to have sex, he looks everywhere, can't go out in the parking lot, so they go into the fucking bathroom, and they have to do it in the stall, and that's yeah. awful. That that um, That's why I say Radimus, and that's just him with his girlfriend. Yeah. Um, then there's him as the game player. So, like, hold on, I gotta say something. And this, it makes me wonder about this. In a restaurant setting. So think about it. Think about it like this. Okay. A work environment in general, you know, people hook up with people at work. Yes. In a lot, in a lot of work environments. Okay. Do you think that the cooks get a better opportunity for that? Because girls think that, well, at least they can cook. They know how to cook. Is that maybe. a deal? Yeah, Maybe. Like they see it as he knows how to cook. Oh, yeah, maybe pull my pants down now. (laughs) Speaking of that, I've got a six pack here. All right. I want to hit my six pack because we're talking about Radimus. So here we go. And I'm going to get into my problems with the game. But what I do like is how Radimus says this line. You don't just pull down your pants and say, look at my dick. Look at my dick. (laughs) You got to be sneaky. Look at my dick. You got you got to be sneaky. <laughs> the way he says that, it's like fucking. Look at my dick. Look at you got to be sneaky. <laughs> Just the way he does that, man. It's just like, oh, oh, it's it's he's fucking he's fucking wrong. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, that's is. all I'm gonna say. Everybody that's in this movie's wrong, except for Mitch. <laughs> where where am I at on here? Sorry, it's taking a moment. I'm not going over the two main characters yet because I didn't want to go there yet because there's a lot of things we can talk about there actually i think dean's easiest to talk about dean is so you're too easy easy, man you're too easy man (laughs) who's at the end dean oh yeah yeah you you're too easy man (laughs) but dean's too easy because really all he is is extremely smart underachiever you know based on what society calls an underachiever and he's offered assistant manager job that he ultimately turns down there's not much there's not much controversy to his character throughout this movie. Um yeah, he does have his moments where like we talked about the redneck where he upset about the low tip. Yeah. Um he does have the guy. Now here's the here's the one that gets me with him. Mm-hmm. He helps that one guy who thinks he's a master at his craft. You know? He yeah. helps that table out and he's like, "Man, you're a master." And he gives him a card. And I thought when I saw that card, he throws it away. But I'm like, that's probably some shit like Ruth's Chris or some fancy steakhouse where 
That's real money doing what you do because you're appreciated for how well you do it. Yeah, but that's not what he wanted. He thought it was a that's better fucking stupid. What you want better and what you need are two different things. Um, I also gotta say, I I do feel like uh, there is a uh, continuity error there too. Why? The, and I'm trying to remember now. He crumples it up and throws it on the floor, and then and then later on has it again. Still has it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think Absolutely so. Right. But that doesn't matter. We see Jeff's steakhouse, and it made me think um, that had to be one of those fancy, like, you know, we have yeah. those Jam- yes. Cameron Mitchell restaurants here in Central Ohio. It's probably one of those fancy joints, and he probably could make six figures being a waiter there. Uh, not necessarily, no. Not in 2005, but now right. maybe. Now maybe, but not then. So it's totally different. But if so, he makes he make um, more than Dickhead, 45000 a year. I got to give uh, my first six-pack. All right, and, here you go. All right. Let's go six pack first. And also my generic. All right, you time. okay. Because so. we got far into this, but. Um, well, we're jumping around. Like I told you, we're I talking we're more about around. characters. I'm going to get it right now. Yeah. The bitch. Yes. The first biatch of the day. Okay. Um, My six pack is. That she did get screwed over, but yes. my generic is the grossness of what they did to her food. Oh, I knew that was yours. Did I put that down here? It, it like that whole oh god, Fermented cheese and uh, uh, yeah, I put that there. Everything it's that's disgusting. So, but here's where I'm really torn with this though, and I th- this is what I want to bring up to you. I I don't ever 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 think it's right to mess with somebody's food like that and that is like ever that's a worst like literally that's like spitting in somebody's face you don't ever fucking do that it's not good at the same time don't be a fucking c-word in a restaurant for <laughs> you no reason at all that's the reason i don't i don't know what kind of ratings we get on here i don't want to get us flagged so i don't want to <laughs> say it i would say it but i don't want to um, <laughs> okay don't be a complete fucking dickhead, bitch ass, motherfucking shit eating cockhole. So he says oh, all that, but he can't better? say the c is that word. Better? Is that better? I'll say it. I just don't know. That's um, okay. Go ahead. But anybody that comes into any place, and we have this term now. It's called Karen. But even that, oh, she's the Karen. A complete fucking bitch asshole. And you had redneck guy earlier, and then you have her. When like, here's my thing. There are people that get it and that don't get it. Okay. This is a big thing for me. I know when you like, you get it. Okay. You go somewhere. Don't be an asshole. If something's not completely right, but does it really hurt you that much? You know, no, let it go. Is it a big deal? Is it going to intrude more on somebody to, have to deal with it then just it's is it a big deal like for instance like if i get my food and something's wrong with it not a big thing but you know just let them know i got waffle fries instead of straight cut or something i not even that like i'm good but when people want to be an asshole even before stuff gets started, yeah yeah no screw you go to hell you were looking for a problem before the problem got there. Exactly. So that's kind no, of don't don't be that person. 
But I'm going to give my six-pack right. on the back of yours. And that is the cardinal rule. We learn, don't fuck with people who serve you food. Exactly. Just don't, just don't do it. Just you don't. know, it's... Because it's, it's, if 1% of this is true that we watched in this movie... Exactly! You don't like, want 1%. Why would you do that? You should fucking... Does anybody know better? Just be respectful and say, um, I think uh, this might... I, I, I ordered this. Can I get it a little don't different? fuck with the people that serve your food and don't fuck with the people that fix your car. How about that? And don't fuck with people that cut you open. They'll get your fix your organs. That too. <laughs> That's just, you know, you. there's a cardinal rule: yeah. is don't fuck with people who get inside your body or don't could fuck hurt with your people body. People that affect your life directly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's waiters and waitresses. Now, I do want to go backtrack because I forgot to do this. I had a generic that I didn't say earlier. Um, let me hit it. <laughs> and it was when Radimus was having sex with the girl in the stall. And it was when Nate and T-Dog opened up, or is it Nick and T-Dog? Nick and T-Dog opened it up and took a Polaroid of them having sex. I thought that was against the law. I thought that was an illegal shit that they did there. And I didn't like that. I don't know. Um, It'd be like, I don't know. It's inappropriate. It's opening up a stall. and I'm not, this is not a generic for me because I already gave mine, but one generic I could have had throughout this movie is so many unsanitary things without with this movie throughout. Oh, gosh. Um, no, hold on. Radimus, because he's having sex with her, first of all, in a bathroom stall, a dirty fucking bathroom stall. Yeah. And remember, not that long ago, we saw Radimus showing the game to Mitch with a fucking Holding raw stick. chicken leg in his hand. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like all yeah, the shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, like <laughs> you gotta spread know. it out like this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how often he washes his hands, and now he's fucking his girlfriend in the John. There's a lot of health sanitation issues going on. Yes, there is so a lot of health and sanitation. She issues. may be pregnant with a chicken after this. We don't know. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Oh. But, uh, okay, I want to go over a couple more characters here. Well, Nick and T-Dog, let's go get them out of the oh, way. Yes. N- we're not going to get them out of the way. They are epic. They sh- they were losers. They're epic. They should have been fired a while no, time ago. No. I, this is why I love Nick and T-Dog. Okay. They're where <laughs> they should be right now, and that's okay. Well, the only right. thing, the only reason they exist is so that the manager, Dan, feels like he has power over someone. But no, no, because no, they're where they are because people, restaurants need busboys. True. But they are where they should be right now at this point in their lives. Getting high, <laughs> bussing tables. And that's okay. We've got the other people in this movie that maybe should move on or don't have direction. They're where they should be right now. And that's okay at this and point. And they're never going to get any better. They're going to keep dreaming in the back lot about being weed like dominators which yeah. now they're looking back when weed's getting legal in a lot of places they don't look very fo- like like that's that would have been a bad long-term business strategy i don't know because i feel like nick and t-dog were probably planning this in their head their marketing strategy oh you think they're behind the curve and everything they probably are <laughs> they're like we're the shit <laughs> nick and t-dog disposable disposable vape pens Got it. Done. <laughs> Disposable vape pens. 
Why I'm just not a, a I don't know. You like them. Over. I guess I did not know you would be like all on their train. I do because I love me some Andy Milanakis. And yeah, did you watch you? Did you watch the end credits? But I didn't give a shit. I'm going to throw that out. That's my other six pack. I'll just okay, throw that I'm out now. Their rap video at the end. Oh, I must have missed it. Oh, shit. I, Are you serious? I probably, no, I probably did watch it, but forgot it. Because I let oh. it play. It was on. Watch. Okay, you got to watch that again. You're not prepared. And then you got to watch the sequel to Waiting because you do have to see some of this stuff. But they actually do a rap video at the end of that one, too. But the end of this one, that's my other six pack. My second one, their rap video at the end. Amazing. Amazing. They, no. The only thing amazing that they had was when one dude is asleep because of all the whippets and he's dreaming about the fire and putting gasoline on the manager and screaming at him. Fucking T-Dog. <laughs> How many times I got to tell you? That's that's probably the best thing um, they did there. Let's see who else we got. Okay. Uh, another person we got here is Bishop. Um, he's to me, he's the guy who he's, he's he can say smart things and help you out, but he's kind of full of shit too. Bishop is chef from South Park. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Hello, children. Hey, chef. I don't know. He's. I think he's. He gives the advice. He's Bagger Vance, but in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> We don't, we don't talk about Will Smith or Bruno. Oh, Smith! <laughs> oh, fuck! That's so true, man. No, I'm just kidding. Um, now, he, Bishop is <laughs> to me. To me, he's like Chef from South Park. He does give good advice, though. I think, yeah. But my favorite part is when him and Calvin, between those two, are talking, and he and he said he's explaining him his situation. And he's talking to him, and he's like, you know, your problem is... And then Calvin interrupts and goes, oh, wait a second. So in order to pull down his pants and show his dick, which, when he's afraid to piss in public, but he's not afraid to show his dick to a guy that's about to come up. So it's like, like I mean, it's yeah. totally mental. It like, is. The guy's looking at my dick. like Because the whole impetus of his piss problem is that the guy next to him, who looked like Dax Shepard, but I don't think it was him, looked down at his dick... Yeah. And said, nice dick. You know? It yeah. did look like Dak Shepard, but it, he's uncredited, if so, because I couldn't find it. It did look like him. Just letting you know. But but, the, but so, they, but he's not afraid of doing it at work. Um. So, yeah. There's that. And then, the um. but yeah, Bishop, and then he gives uh, Calvin great advice later when he finally does. But then Calvin pisses himself in front of the high school girls. Um, there's that. <laughs> he tries to give help Naomi, okay? but something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> he tries to help Naomi. Well, that's why Bishop told him try start at home with those thoughts, then take it public. You know, don't don't do it in public yet. Because yeah. I think, you know, he knew. You got a way to take it public. Uh but Naomi, he tried to help her and then she did her usual thing. You can shut the fuck up, you know. Put your psycho babble bullshit. bullshit. That's right. That's what it is. Fuck you. Like she's she's high strung, but you know he helps and he tries to help. He helps Dean, I guess, um, to help find his own penis game. Is what he called it. Finding his own penis game. 
Um, so that was pretty good. I mean, he he does help some people in this movie, I guess. Uh, I kind of like that. Now the the other, I'm going to get to Monty last, just to let you know. Okay. Because he poses the most problems, so we'll get there. Okay. But we have Mitch first. Mitch, freaks and geeks. Mitch. See, that's where you know him from. I know him from Bones. Okay. He was in Bones. And see, here's what's fucking hilarious, though, is my wife watched every single episode of Bones, but doesn't realize, like, one day when I'm like, oh, that's the guy from Bones whose favorite song was Put the Lime in the Coconut. I don't know if you ever watched it, but that was his favorite song in the show. And she's yeah. like, I don't know what you're talking about. She's like totally gaslighting me with this. Like, like, like you're serious? You didn't watch every episode of this fucking show? You don't know who that is? I'm like, it's that guy. It's the it's the guy from Bones. It's the dude. It's, <laughs> it's the like, dude. She totally will gaslight you and say, no, it's I don't like, I don't know who that is. It's like, you fucking know. I know you know. <laughs> Fuck you. So Anyways. she doesn't know or doesn't care to know. She knows, but doesn't, yeah, that's it. But she doesn't care to to, to acknowledge it. Right. I think that's what it is. Like, I know she knows who it is because she was, he was the assistant oh. to the main character. Which is funny because your wife would be like, you put her down in front of a Hallmark movie. Oh, fucking That's a. the guy that played the kid's mom's dad in Stole that, My Shoes video. And the other one. And the <laughs> one with the girl from Dirty Dancing. Not, not the main girl, but the aborted child from Dirty Dancing. <laughs> The, uh, but, um, but Mitch, he's obviously he can't, he can't say a word all day. It seems with these people. And the first thing he learns when he comes in is the penis showing game. Yes. So that, that is the first thing he learns. Hot pile of nut. (laughs) Um, can we all, can we give a nod there? This is the first time. Well, that I ever remember. We see Ryan Reynolds shirtless and those abs. You talk about Patrick Swayze's fucking. I'm not gonna go. Abs. I told you we're gonna are get you to Monty. Kidding me? Those abs are like fucking airbrush photoshopped, but they're real. <laughs> you're you're an asshole. I'm just saying, like, goddamn, you have to so eat tuna on your cereal. To get those abs wash, in the morning. I wash my laundry on his abs. Um, no. Those fucking abs, that shit's dry clean only. But I want to get into um, Mitch just a little more here. All right. Mitch, he's a good character. Doesn't say a fucking word. Gets to see too many dicks, it seems. Yes. In my opinion. One more than your own is too many for me. <laughs> that's that's uh, Your own is too many for me. I'm like, that's enough dick. Yeah, yeah. I see that. I'm like, ah, I've done. I've seen it. To. No, yep. No, been there, right. done that. So yeah, there's that. So um, before, because we're going to move on, and it kind of summarizes here in a second. But I want to, I do want to now go to Monty, because I feel this is the most problematic character in this movie for me. What about you? Probably, yeah. I mean, because yeah, I guess so. Because. Here's my thoughts on this with Ryan Reynolds. I can't believe. I don't know if he claims this character anymore. There can't be any world where he goes. I loved playing that character because he played a person who 
Dean confirmed that he was with underage girls at some point. He says, you did this. Let me say first, number one, before we get into this, can I give my other another six pack? Yes. All right. Uh, Monty's dinner with Dean. Oh, and his mother. I love that. (laughs) Fucking a God. Oh, I love it. I only practice anal sex. Of course, mm-hmm. I'm careful. I pull out. Oh, <laughs> if I'd have done it too, I'd have been so lucky. Yeah, I can't. I can't wow. blame Monty's mom for giving him shit, though. That that dinner scene is. Oh my god, that's amazing. It explains oh, so much, though, because they are the same person. Yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I love. So that. anyway, I do. That's a six pack. That dinner scene is just so cringeworthy and epic and awesome. Yes. But the good part about that scene is we don't hear about Monty's dick that much. You know, that's always nice. And we don't hear his need for underage girls and trolling high schoolers. We don't hear about his dick that much because everyone knows he's orally fixated. (laughs) Now, Now you're right. We did hear about his dick from his girlfriend. That is so true. Played her vagina like a violin. (laughs) Um, Uh, Yeah, yeah. and once we got past the foreplay, (laughs) which, you know, I want to say that it's foreplay. It's not like there's this magical thing that this happens this time and this happens this time in a sexual conquest, right? Or a sexual situation. Sometimes it's all sex. It's just, you know, different ways of making things happen. You know, that's so don't that's not that's being kind of cruel to a guy who. You know, is it maybe exceptional something? I have a question here. Yeah. Not a question. It's an unanswered question. We never found out how old Monty is. And I was always curious about this. He's 22, I bet, because he's the same age as uh, Dean. We don't know that. I would bet they're four years out of school. He's friends with Dean. We never heard any backstory to Monty whatsoever. We know he's over 18 and he's been with high school girls. This is what I'm saying. I always wondered just how old was he? He's over 21. You know that because he, because we talked to those one high school girls, you know, he acts like, oh, you, you know, you, you could pass for, you could pass 19, for 19 or 20. 20 maybe <laughs> we get that all the time. <laughs> the fucking high school girls. <laughs> so, I mean, he's. I want a hot pink. Setup. He has to be at least 21 and he's trolling with high school girls. And like I said, early in the movie, Dean actually confirmed that, you know, you've been with this type of person. He says it later on. I think he has a little bit of um, guilt. And that's why he says, no, I'm going to wait a week with Natasha and try and do the right thing. <laughs> you know, one week. Oh, <laughs> you know, like I think he that's his growth in the movie uh, when it comes to that. Um, But really, where uh, problems with Monty arise for me are with when he's with Mitch and explaining the game and the way they use gay slurs up and down and use it as a put down Mm -hmm. all throughout this fucking movie. That is that is really so I want to hit my. Yeah, I I, I agree. I agree. So I'm surprised after Ryan Reynolds, like, was this character committing statutory rape? Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, <laughs> allegedly. And then, uh, and then 
then doing all these gay slurs playing the game. I'm surprised he doesn't let this movie deep, deep in a hole where no one can get to it. Like, I'm surprised he doesn't want this to be the Dutch of movies. So it's funny. Um, when we were going to do this movie for the podcast, I started thinking about it. That was one of the things I thought about was, holy shit, because I love this movie. For what I did. For what it is. Hold on. We'll talk about this later, but I thought about them. Like, would Ryan Reynolds ever fucking do this movie again? Because here's the thing. You look at, he's done Deadpool. Yeah. I know, completely different movie, but it's very... Similar character, sarcastic nature. Raunchy, yes. Without but, being offensive, though. But different, exactly. I'm like, would he ever do this movie again? I mean, not now, obviously. I don't think he ever would, but... no. If he could go back, would he wipe this out from his filmography? Yeah, this is a. I think even Van Wilder is not as. It's raunchy, but not as offensive as this. Like, it, it it's more of a satire than this is on it. This yeah. seems like it's well, kind of cruel. This is kind of cruel in its nature. That's the funny thing is, like, with this, because I, I. It's a satire, but. Not really. I I said this earlier. It's not really a satire. This is kind of true to life in a lot of ways. This is how a lot of people in restaurants act. When you have these younger people working in a place. Yeah. That's how they act. But I'll I'll give you in 2005. I I said it earlier. Mm -hmm. The toxic toxic masculinity that was in movies and the raunch factor and the lack of self-awareness of how you're treating other people. Right. Right. Is in this. And that's why when you see all these, now when you watch it, it's like listening to a never ending barrage of gay hate. Right. Right. It's what it is. I mean, it literally is. It's like you're, you're supposed to think someone is a bad person because they looked at your dick and they're gay. That's what they say. That's you're supposed to call him a faggot is what they say. And then kick him. That is the so, definition of using something as no, a no, I slur. I agree with that. I agree with that. Completely do. We'll talk about this later too with that. But I gotta say, here's can't here's, be too much later. We got well, <laughs> the end, here's something. I, I want to bring up something towards the end when we do our ratings. But I want to say here's what's and I guess I, I or I get it's completely different when you're slamming that home and saying that like in a really bad way. But you know what's really interesting? I just wanted to bring this up. And I know you don't watch Friends, okay? Yes. You know, Friends is on all day, every day. Yeah. On cable. And, you know, it's funny, like, Friends, and they still play it every day. There's so many gay jokes in Friends. Mm Mm-hmm. It's the time period. But I'm saying, they still play Friends all day, every day. And there are so many gay jokes in Friends. I agree. Make fun of people for being gay or make, are you gay? Like that is that it's crazy to me though. I'm like, so, and I don't want to cancel friends and I get it. I'm not canceled friends. It's it's interesting to me because it's like, I canceled it before I thought that was a problem. Shut up. You know, it's just, it's, it's something that I think like, you know, it's, it's weird because like you're looking at a movie like this where obviously they shouldn't, say things the way they do at all ever most of this movie should be banned today (laughs) in a lot of ways but at the same time it's like you know 
the 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 root of it and what you're making fun of it's like that still happens it's still being replayed on tv i agree but this is a comedy not a realism but that's the thing that's what i'm saying this is friends was a comedy it is but yeah but but this is a that's what makes it problematic that's what i'm saying this is meant to be an outlandish comedy like yes so so this would be my question then what is more acceptable 2005 waiting with the gay jokes or friends still being played on TV with the gay jokes. I haven't seen friends enough to give you that answer, okay. but I will say this being played at all shouldn't happen on like regular TV. No, not at all. I agree with that. So I mean, so well, that I do know I would have put this to bed by saying that it, I just don't like that. It left a really bad taste in my mouth. So I have, you said that you have worked in a restaurant. You said, yes. Okay. So I have a question for you because I never have. I, I was an assistant manager at Bob Evans. Oh well, that's not like that's okay. That's it, like no, uh, it's I saw. I get it. it. I get it. So, but here, even there, maybe you know this. Does the staff hate doing those birthday party singing things that they do? I'm sure they do. I will say I don't really remember that having to see that's what i'm saying i want to know somebody who did that like at like uh outback or like texas roadhouse here's here's what's funny though um we were just at rocking horse ranch this weekend yes and we've been there three times now two times this last time included there were birthdays and they came out and sang oh why so nice and but the thing is would you see you should have done some research there and then when they were done, pulled one of them to the side and go, hey, man, you don't have to turn it on for me, the charm yeah, or anything. We, Do you uh, like doing this right here? Because you know, I'm doing a podcast. I just want to know. I guess uh, I think it depends on the person, honestly. Because An eight-year-old if, kid. I'm like, sure you're... like If you think about it, like maybe on one hand, if you're, you, you know, you're doing your thing, you're cooking, you're serving, whatever, maybe it's kind of a nice break. It's like, hey, I got a couple minutes. I don't have to fucking do my other shit. Yeah. And I have to put on a happy face for these fuckers, you know, Naomi style. Exactly. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. Hey, I do want to say one more thing before we move on. And I read the next section. And this is about filmmaking. We don't usually talk about the technical things that happen in a movie, but there was one scene and it's called a one shot. And it, we follow Naomi when she comes out and they do a one shot where the camera just goes around the room and yes. we see each person yes. doing their thing and helping and doing that, that one shot where that's all continuous action. is fucking amazing. I and completely that, agree. That was until T dog and Nick and T dog walk into the restroom is the last thing we see right before they take the sexual assault picture or whatever you want to call right. it. Um, that, that to me was, was an amazing thing to see. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because I absolutely agree. Like that is a brilliant fucking shot. And to capture all that in a yeah. restaurant movie and that thing. But th- and that's the thing with this with this movie, like working in a restaurant to capture all that that way, that was that was amazing. It was great. Before GoPros amazing. and all that shit. Yes. Completely I, agree. I don't know how they did that, but they did a great job. So I'm gonna I think move it's my on. Turn. I think it's no, my it's turn. not. It's I my turn. So. I think so. It's mine, but is it? No, it's yours. Go ahead. I told you, motherfucker. 
Told you, motherfucker. My name is T Dog. How many times I gotta tell you? No, your name is Nick. My name is Dick T Dog. Come on, foreigner, read. My name is Nick Flurry. Mick Flurry. So minutes before the restaurant closes, Chet and his girlfriend come in for dinner and leave Dean a generous tip out of pity. This prompts Dean to quit his job, turning down an assistant manager position Dan offered him at the beginning of the film to seek a more promising future. Now, I'm going to tell you how it's going to go down. Hot dog. I write the book here. You're fired. Hey, man, you're fired. (laughs) Yeah. Get out. Uh, Get out of my sight. The first time he grows a backbone. You're fired. I said it first. Childish. I will say at the end of this, before Chet comes in, since I have worked in a food industry and even in a retail industry, the clock watching is real. Oh, like you're no doubt. No doubt. You're fucking watching that shit. Like, don't you do it. Don't you fucking come in here. And that's the other thing about the golden rule. You know what? Don't come into a place one minute before they close. You're an idiot. If you do, unless the chef invites you in and says, I'll do this for you. Yes, exactly. (laughs) You're uh, all right. First of all, you're an idiot. If you do. Anybody that's going to be a Karen like that, you know, you know what time a restaurant closes. Yes. You don't fucking go in before they close and expect them to open everything back up. Because guess what? You're fucked. Your meal is going to suck. And it's your fault. Don't do it. That's just don't do it. (laughs) We have gotten like, and this is one thing I love about this movie. All the bad, obviously things about it you know pc wise we have gotten a good glimpse of every asshole kind of fucking customer you can get yeah it really it puts a mirror up for those people to look at themselves but they don't (laughs) but people here's the thing people that do that they that's not a mirror (laughs) fucking they see them guys is why are they fucking with them they're just perfectly normal people (laughs) here's what here's what happens no no any of those people they're gonna watch this movie and just look at the other fucking people like, oh, oh yeah. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't I would, walk in when the restaurant's about to close. Or the I wouldn't leave a dollar sixty three tip. I wouldn't be a redneck. <laughs> <laughs> I want to order a whiskey and a whiskey and a Pepsi because it's a birthday. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. And then the rednecks could be like, well, "Shit, y'all!" I wouldn't be all like, "Hey, send my steak back because I'm still eating my salad because I want order a salad." <laughs> you know. They're all going to look at it differently. I want to say this, though. While Chet had no self-awareness on the time of when he came oh, in, Chet's in general, kid. he didn't seem like a bad guy, though. Like, he seemed like he genuinely was nice. No, he did. He okay. seemed all right. He no, was just, hold on. He's proud, he, a little proud of himself. He's but... trying to talk to him. Can I get some more tea while you're still talking? That, that, was... Was, that was kind of mean. But I would say mean, but it was kind of like put in your place type of situation. But, you know, other than that, I mean, though, he wasn't that bad. That that was enough right there. I don't know. This is again, know your, know where you're at, understand it and act accordingly. And he did not aware situational awareness. That's what it is. All right. I'm going to read the next part here. (laughs) When the shift ends, the staff head to a party at Monty and Dean's house at the party. Monty, who has a predilection for sleeping with teenage girls, think, is able... I think you were right the first time. 
prediction. <laughs> a prediction. Okay. Uh, as a predilection for sleeping with teenage girls is able to resist having sex with Natasha, although he says they will have sex the following Wednesday when she will be 18. Calvin attempts to fix his relationship problems, and Mitch finally speaks angrily ranting about his co-workers and quitting. He concludes by giving them all the goat from the penis-showing game. Six facts! Let me give it now. Let me go. I have to give it now. Let me finish, but I'll Let me give it now. Which Thank Radimus you. had told earlier and instantly grant him God's status. Monty swears his undying allegiance to Mitch, telling Dean he's been replaced. The film ends with the staff talk, talking about the incident with Mitch and Dan showing up at a disgruntled customer's house after Natasha gave him the wrong address to the party on purpose. And Thank I'm getting the six-pack again because I have it Thank too. You. <laughs> and and the only... The only thing I like about the game is Mitch's explosion and the goat that he does on them all, but it's yeah. tainted by his wor- use of the word "you're all faggots." But it's like it's like I gotta uh, hit the I gotta know, hit not, hit that at the same time. No, I'm not tainting it for that because you want you want to see my taint. It was I don't <laughs> I don't even want to see mine. Um, <laughs> Let alone yours, eh? Yeah, uh, I'm not tainting it for that. That was part of the game, and that was what they said you have to say at the end of the game. So I'm just going off of that. Okay. I don't agree with it. Yes, you shouldn't play a game like that. Obviously, we're going to say that, whatever. But that's what people did. I mean, showing the dick is not the problem. You know what? Let me look. I'm going to say that's what people did back then. That's what people still do now. It still fucking happens. I'm not condoning it, but I'm saying. In the context of what's going on in the movie, he played the game and all those fucking assholes, the way he told them off and then perfect. did that. I love, but the most perfect part about it is was in you, you're the worst of them. And he look and it makes everybody look at Dane Cook. You and then, are the worst piece of shit in this entire And then when they all look away, that's yeah, when he, I know it's fucking it genius. Great. It was great. That is awesome. Genius. Awesome. But you know, the the problem is the penis game itself isn't a problem. If it was just if I made you look at my dick, I get to kick you in the ass three times and call you a, a, a dumbass. That would be fine. It's when you start making it, oh, you're gay because I made you look at my penis, and that's a slur because you're a bad person for some reason. You know, yeah. whatever. I get it. Yeah. Uh, now let's see. Do we have anything else in this section? Nah. Well, we had so. Um, oh yeah, Monty's gross behavior at the end here. Where if anybody asks, I fucked you twice. twice. I um, mean, tell me that, that isn't was my tease for this episode last time. Yes, yeah. That, that tell me if that isn't like gross though. Like I'm just saying. Well, that's okay. So here's here's what's. I mean, you've got Monty trying to be trying to redeem himself and trying to be trying to turn a corner. He did turn a corner. A small, a very small. of a week. A week. So it's like, and this is where you're like, okay, you're underage this week, but next week you're not. So I'm going to bang you like a screen door next week. But here's, here's the real question I have for you. Why are we so shitty towards Monty right now? But Matthew McConaughey's character in Days of Confused, we, we, we weren't quite as bad. I think we did mention oh, that it was not good. Hold on. We did. But also he just says that one time 
this is not an ongoing thing throughout yeah, the movie. Yeah, Dean doesn't say you've been with high schoolers at the beginning, and, and then yeah, later it, on they yeah. see high schoolers in his area, and yeah. he's dating a high schooler. <laughs> and the whole, but by having sex with Natasha, because I wasn't alive when the goddamn rules were made. Oh, that's it. You're right. The whole, his whole, that's the problem with this for, for Ryan Reynolds is that he did that whole morality thing yeah. where it, because I wasn't there to make the rules. I'm like, I could, they're not rules of mine, so I can do what I want. Right. That's so bad. That is so bad. And, it's like, oh, that's gross behavior. Cause we've already got the idea that Monty has been with many underage girls. We've got that idea. Yeah. Now I want to say this at this party. Is it not weird to not see one smartphone? Isn't it weird to like 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 everybody's just hanging out like old school? No, no, no smartphones. Were, well, 2005. So it's a little before. It's three years before the smartphone. Yeah, rise. but but people had cell phones. Yes, but we didn't see one and, of those either. No, we did. We saw. Well, Calvin, Calvin had one. Yeah, so, that's so true. That was about it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's how it's yeah. That was about it. So you didn't see a lot of cell phones. It was really. So you know what that means? What? The employees followed the rules. No phones at work. Fucking A. What a scheming thing they had. (laughs) Except for Calvin's the only one who broke that fucking rule. And he's like the most normal guy out of them all, really. Yeah, but he didn't do it on the floor. No, he didn't. You're right. He did it in back. I'll give him that. (laughs) That is. Oh, but, oh my God, there's, oh shit, so I do much. Have, I want to say the one last thing is when Dan gets tricked to go to that guy's house, who that the fuck awesome. is, who answers their fucking door in briefs? Who answers the door in their whitey tidies? Like, the same guy that who puts ketchup on a stick. $1.91 tip on a check, on a $60 check. <laughs> Put ketchup on a steak, get his wife a Pepsi because it's her birthday after he ordered two whiskeys and demanded <laughs> a Sunday. Sunday. And- you mail my Sunday? My goddamn Sunday? I want it right now. Right now. I would not I have. Get a free, I should get a t-shirt and a keychain. And what's funny get about that situation is Dan is like, you know, trying to please him right there. But then later on, when, oh, during the one shot, we see Dan talking to that lady where he goes, I understand it may have been overcooked, but did you have to eat it all before yeah. you let us know? Like, so he's obviously not afraid to stand up to the customer when it's stupid behavior. Well, I guess he's not afraid when it's going to cut into the profit lines because yeah. as a manager, that's what you're judged on. And yeah. So here's the thing. I remember this working at the BE. Yeah. The BE. Um, yeah, it was like a competition, basically, like every shift to see how much you brought in. Cause oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fucking numbers. And it was it's all about numbers. Deal. It was a big deal. How much you brought in mm-hmm. that shift. That was a big deal. I'd have been a rainmaker. You'd so have loved me. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, you would. Because, you know, that's how I roll. But it's a big deal. So, yes, you have to argue. And yeah. But that's another one too. And that was, that went under the radar though. Cause we had all these asshole customers. You got the spectrum. That was the, under the, the radar. person that's like, I'm going to eat most of my food 